This April, head to South Australia to run the McLaren Vale Marathon. Hosted at Richard Hamilton Wines, you can look forward to some fast racing over scenic road courses through the heart of South Australia's premier wine region. The marathon will headline a weekend of running, supported by a half marathon, 10k and 5k. If you're looking for a good reason to visit South Australia, this is it. Welcome to episode number 281 of the Inside Running Podcast. Thank you for joining us for another week. Welcome to my co-host, Dan Anglesey, the 214 man and coach of Ali Pashley, Julian Spence. How are you this week? I'm good. I'm good. I've, I've had the best week of running, I reckon, in 12 months, so I'm, I'm feeling good. Oh, he's up and about croaks, isn't he? Yeah, training camp vibes. I haven't even checked his Strava during last week, so I'm looking forward to hearing what, um, what he talks about here. So a good bit of positivity from him early in the show. Yeah, no, training camp, week one, it's going well. Training camp, it's just where you live though, isn't it? You're not doing anything separate than just not being in Japan? No, but I've, I've got a little bit more focus on running. Okay. And so I've made a few changes that'll help with that. Okay. Bit of a reset. Yeah, yeah, reset and a, um, a reset and a refocus, we'll call it. Okay. Does it um, involve potentially like races locked in, like no, short, oh, well, medium no. term? No, not at all. Okay. I mean, long term, yeah, Berlin yeah. is locked in. So that's that's the only thing I care about. But uh, short term, it's more like day to day. What can I do to prioritize running a bit more? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. My other co-host, the two seventeen man from the Lake Biwa Marathon in two thousand and eighteen, nineteen. Bradley Croker, welcome to you. Thanks, Brady. Yeah, twenty eighteen. Um, yeah, I'm good. Bit, bit the same moose actually like I um yeah I'm sort of over this sickness now so bit of a reset started actually doing some home gym work and core again which I haven't done for a couple of months so um yeah motivation's high body's good so in, in a happy place the two boys up and about I love it we'll start with you moose take us through Monday through to uh Sunday it's a bit going on in this driver there's comments on nearly every run some good titles bit happening yeah, well, Monday was the day, I got, like the first day I woke up in Anglesey. And because I hadn't done a long run, I started off the week with a, a mid-long run, we'll call it, which is always nice for the mileage, for the weekly mileage to, to push the long run back a day. And so Monday you collect a long run and then Sunday at the end of the week you collect another long run. So 20K, we, I ran out through um, some dirt roads. This is a pretty regular loop that we do as a group. And 4.22, so I didn't feel like I got rolling, but that was kind of the theme of the week is that I was starting to cover it well and, and the pace reflected that without actually trying. So it was, it was just under 90 minutes. And then 
the rest of the week, I, like I thought I'm going to average, not average, I'm going to make sure that I run an hour a day. That's the difference, I think, in where in this week versus other weeks where I'd get out for a run and I'd sort of go, oh, all right, 40 minutes will do or 45 or I know this loop, but it's only 50 minutes, so that'll do. But now I'm like, no, you're going to run an hour a day and that's going to be the, the minimum you get through. And if you have to wake up earlier, then you're going to wake up earlier and do it. So, yeah, Tuesday was just a, another hour. Um, Wednesday, it was another hour but over hills. So Tuesday I was a bit sort of – I was recovering more from the, the longer run, so it was 4.47 pace. And then it was 4.22s over some hillier stuff on the Wednesday – uh, so I was feeling better then and, and, and everything was like clicking with my body and my mechanics and my strides feeling really easy. So I'm not getting any real knee soreness, anything like that. And and that makes a big difference to, to how smooth I feel. Uh, then I did a workout, which, look, it wasn't the best workout. I, I actually, I was pretty sluggish this morning. Uh, the Yeah, it was just... It, I don't know. It just every other morning I'd woke up all right, and this one was a little bit shit. So I did a moose outlook. So I did three minutes steady, and the the cue. It's always good to have a cue for these fartleks to to remind yourself to keep yourself in check. So my cue for the the three minute segments was um, feel smooth, like uh, smooth, steady, and then the the cue for the one minutes was smooth hard so i just wanted to make sure that i was i was running well mechanically that's like probably the difference the difference in 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 cues that i've used in the past um so three minutes the reps went um pace wise 323 315 321 305 312 um 310 uh 315 and then the one-minute reps went 315, 305, 254, um, 253, 259. So it, it was pretty dependent on where the little bumps were on this um, course that I run. You look uh, at and, pace at all though, Moose, or just feeling that, like the goal, that smooth? Yeah, no pace. Yeah. And, and I didn't have heart – so I was wearing a heart rate monitor on this run, but I didn't – I forgot to turn a screen on that showed heart rate, so I couldn't even check what my heart rate was. So I was just looking at the time of the rep. That was all. Uh, so it just was like a countdown on the watch. Um, so it was okay. Like it was nothing special about this workout. I wore the New Balance SC, the Super Comp Elite V3, which is their – top of the range racing shoe and that was the first time I'd worn that um, and I really like I enjoyed the underfoot transition from foot strike to toe off it, it just felt really smooth to me like um, a seamless transition not clunky not aggressively rocked not overly soft or overly firm it was it was just quite a nice feel not super fast, like it wasn't as aggressive feeling as like the Mizuno or the new Saucony Endorphin Elite, but it was a shoe that I feel like I'm going to put on a lot, um, especially running around the um, uh, like the river on the um, 
on the dirt roads and stuff because it was it can handle that. Is this the shoe that you were really up and about for when it was like the training version? Yeah, like yeah. Super Comp Trainer was that what it was yeah. called? Yeah. So it's the higher stack. So that shoe was higher stack, um, and higher stack like off the ground, like fifty mil or something. Um, and this one here is a lot lighter, and it's like a, and this it's, is the racing version, though. Yeah, the other one's yeah, the like racing the, version. Yeah. And is this the same shoe that Ali was talking about on Road to London about um, her like getting modifications to it? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay, so um, this is like the top of the line New Balance um, player. This is their super, super shoe. shoe. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, gotcha. uh, All these names throw me. I know. There's a lot it, of shoes. Is there out. still a super comp training option? Yeah, there is. And so, so, so is that in line with the Invincible from Nike and that, what's that new Asics one called? Like that the super, super Blast. Yeah, they all like in just that same category of like super spongy, super high stack jogging them. Yeah, except the, the only diff, the Super Blast and the Invincible are very similar, but there's a big difference with the, the Super Comp Trainer from New Balance. It's that That's very plate plate it's got a big strong plate in it carbon plate and it's very rocket so that that shoe uh to me i put on when my achilles and my calves are, are quite sore because it, it feels like it just takes the load away completely whereas the but, other two just yeah. have the foam is that right just foam yeah, just okay. foam they're still pretty rigid but they don't feel like you you're getting that real propulsion forward in them uh, but i've been I, I enjoy the super blast i've been running in that lately I've That's done. the Asics one. Yeah. The Asics one. Sorry. Yeah. 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 No. Yeah. You don't have to be sorry. I can't keep up. It's me, not you. Yeah. Well, people it's are um, people are sleeping on that shoe a little bit. It's actually really difficult to get. Yeah. So our store received maybe like ten pairs max, and they're unisex sizing, so all the way from women's to men's, so barely any pairs. And anyone who's tried it on's bought it. That's how good it's felt. And and even like the Shoe Geeks podcast. Tom and Nita, they've both uh, like really loved their pair, but I haven't been able to get one. So there was a pair waiting for me when I got back from Japan. And yeah, it is a really, like it's a, it's a nice shoe. I've already organized a second pair because I know how hard they are to get. And I don't want to wear this one out and then have to be like in a drought of the shoe and have to go to something else yeah well, that's a good endorsement i did because yeah come up on like one of my ads or something the other day so it's like 340 bucks or something isn't it 320 320 yeah. Yeah, i guess you're paying for the foam though aren't you a lot of foam there you've got to pay for well, it you're, you're paying for experience so it's like i don't want to wear a, a 200 dollars shoe that feels like shit and and keep in mind i'm buying most of these shoes so i'm buying them cheaper than what like the general public is but i'm still paying the money for them and I don't want like, I don't want to pay two hundred bucks for a shoe that feels like shit. I'd rather pay another hundred bucks on top of that and get a shoe that I love running in. But a couple of months ago, I swear you were saying like you're trying to stay out of those shoes a bit to to get back in like the firmer ones and the lower stack just to just to get into something different. I, I don't know what reason you said, but I swear you had that philosophy. Yeah, you can I overdose reckon, on these for sure. You, you get this ASIC shoe though, it's not soft like the nike is i haven't run i haven't actually run in the nike i don't have a pair of the new one the new invincibles three yeah yeah the super blast doesn't feel like that it it i don't feel like i sink into it much at all it's it's almost like sharp and poppy 
yeah, rather okay. than soft and spongy. Anyway, that was this month month episode of uh, Shoe Geeks, Mark. Yeah, we've been trying to get we've been trying to lock a Correct. time down. Mm-hmm. We're having trouble with locking a time in. Um, so yeah, that was that fart look anyway. Uh, then I ran with Ali the next day in Anglesey. She came and met me. So we ran uh, like an hour and then the pace got, got going a bit. We, it was a bit of a theme for this week is that the after we warmed up a little, the pace started to roll. So a couple of K splits later in this run. Oh, it wasn't too bad, actually. This run was fine. I think there were a couple of others that got, got worse. Uh, but we were down to like a 4.05 up a hill of 412 so the gap pace was like 354 343 going up the hills uh, which is not necessary on this type of running uh, next day was this saturday morning and um overnight there was like bushfire like a it was a planned burn just outside of mogs creek and areas inlet where ali lives and the plan burn like escaped containment lines and so it was pretty late in the evening and all of a sudden we started getting like people messaging saying hey have you seen this and then the, the emergency emergency vic app is popping up saying um get prepare prepare to leave if you're in these suburbs in these towns and so it got kind of scary but at the same time we woke up Saturday morning and I couldn't smell anything. I, I drove down to Aries, which is towards the, where the fires were, and I couldn't see anything, any smoke or there was no real action in terms of like fire trucks or police or anything. Um, yeah, I would have expected to be able to see at least smoke because we were only like 5K from where they said the fires were at. Uh, so it, it wasn't... I'm not sure if it was just us being ignorant, but it, it wasn't it wasn't stressful or it wasn't scary at the time. Uh, but we went running and we did this loop out the back that was pretty hilly actually. So we went up a, a track called Gentle Annie, which you can sort of see like it's a big hill. So we climbed from just over zero meters and up to 150. And, and then we, we, we go back down a hill towards this water reservoir, which when we got to the bottom, this helicopter came in with a massive hose out the bottom and it, and it hovered right next to us and it collect, like it the, drops the hose in and it must pump up the water into the, some um, container or some like compartment of the helicopter and then it goes, it dumps it on the fire. It's not one of the massive Hercules ones. It was just like a normal-sized helicopter, but it just kept doing runs. So that was pretty cool that we saw that. Uh, and then that was like another hour of running. But this one, this one also got going. So towards the end, it was like 405, 3.59. And that, that wasn't planned. Like, Ali is quite fit, and she, she's, she's like really up and about. So if you think I'm up and about, it's like – she reminded me a lot of myself. She was like, got some ego about her at the moment. Chest pumped. Uh, yeah, Cropped just like on. telling me how much fitter she is than I am and how she's going to smash me in workouts. And um, She's starring, yeah. in, starring in a weekly podcast now. So oh, Something's going on. I said, <laughs> is, 
are you taking testosterone? Because you remind me of like a 17-year-old boy. Like he's just going through puberty. He's trying to like out-alpha all these little buddies. <laughs> and uh, But it's good. Like I like it. There's a little bit of like sometimes I think she's too humble. So it's nice to see her with a bit of a, a bit of edge about her. Do you reckon after World Cross? Oh yeah, she's she, num- being number one in the country. It's got to help the ego. Everyone telling her help the confidence. Yeah. yeah. Toby being number one boy for a few months while she was on the sidelines probably Kieran didn't help. To, Kieran mm. went to two, remember as well. So she was down yeah. at three. She was. She's been hating all that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that was that was a good run, and then Sunday was a, a long run out in Paraparat. Uh, so the guys met a bit earlier um, and and ran two-hour loop. I got there a little later and ran 15K because the plan was that I was jumping in with Ali's workout after that because she's obviously got London coming up and this was a marathon session for her. So she can talk about her her run on, on her, her like – separate podcast the Ali Pashley podcast featuring Sinead and Nick um <laughs> so I ran an hour and well, what was it like uh about 16 and a half k just um easy run 419s it was a good it's a good spot out here to go for for jogs it's it's really like dirt roads were crisp it wasn't very windy and it was pretty flat actually so for the for the 16.7k we only climbed 160 which is probably about what you'd get over 40k brady oh not even that yeah right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but this is the flattest run we can do is it sealed at all or all dirt roads no nah, there is a bit of sealed okay there is a bit and that yeah so get on the sealed for the workout part definitely yep. so the the road that we were on so that took us to the workout so She'd done 28 at this point, and I'd done 16.7. And so the actual um, uh, the workout component was 5 by 2K with 90-second jog in between, and that was supposed to be at around 3.25 to 3.30 pace. And, and this was done on Gray's Road, which is uh, about 3K long, nice, wide, um, really flat, good surface, and... On Sunday mornings, it's pretty quiet. This is where the Geelong Cycling Club have their races as well. So it's a, it's a good kind of course. So it was just out and back we did, 2K out, 2K back. Um, I decided to jump in, A, because it's good for me to do these longer sessions. I think it's one thing that I'm missing. And I probably don't, I don't need them right now, but... I like the idea of doing some before I get to a marathon block and B, because it, it, it helps Ali as well to have someone running next to her. So I don't pace these workouts. She determines how fast she's going to go and she, I don't run in front of her or anything. So I'm just next to her. Uh, and, and, and if she wants to pick the pace up, then I, I just go with it and if she slows down, then I slow down. So it, it's it's not helping her from a a uh, like a coaching perspective or a, a pacing perspective. It's just having another body around so that she's not lonely, basically. But the workout went pretty well. I'll let her talk about it more. We 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 were within our guidelines um, of pace, 
I felt fine. Just got tired towards the end because it was like at 28K for me, so I don't, haven't done that many long runs, so I just started to get a little tired and hungry. And, yeah, this I've got a note here saying the heart rate's no good. I reckon every, like, there's a lot of advice in the um, comments, which I appreciate everyone on there, but I've got about four polar, no, I've got three polar H10, which is the top of the line, polar heart rate monitor chest strap sitting here all dead that died all pretty much at the same time and I got them all pretty close together and I've got two Garmin heart rate monitor runs that are here dead no heart rate monitor pros sorry the top of the line Garmin one all dead as well so it's it's like these things last a year and then even if you change the battery it's 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 not it doesn't mean that it comes back to life I feel like it's one of the products out there that just doesn't seem to work very well. My pole has been fine. I've had it for a few years. Which one do you have? Uh, H10 maybe. Yeah. It's got like the dots on the strap to um, provide a bit more traction. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're the most comfortable ones for sure. Like, like yeah, and I, like I don't wear it every day, um, but it's, yeah, it's been fine for me. Every time I put it on, it seems pretty accurate. Yeah, I think once it connects, accuracy should be fine. I just have trouble getting them to connect. Once once I lose a connection on them, yeah. uh, it, it just – anyway. I, the chest straps for me have always felt uncomfortable, so I just ordered myself a one of the um, Ver, Polar Verity Sense, which is an optical heart rate that goes around like your forearm or your bicep. It's oh, yeah, a, it's Andy a, wears one of those, I think. Yeah, he's got one, yeah. Well, the reason yep. I don't wear it every day, Moose, is I, I do get some chafing after a while. Um, yeah, they rip up your chest, don't they? Yeah, and so I, I'll use it now mainly just for sessions and, and not even all sessions, only ones where heart rate's a bit more relevant. Like if I'm doing short hill reps, like heart rate's not relevant there, so I won't use it, but for longer reps I will. Yeah, I I, don't, I haven't been using it or, or needing to use it lately, except now that I'm running more, I want to just make sure my easy days are easy because I'm, I'm starting to creep up some pace a few times and I know the heart rate will be over what it should be. How many so, days for the week, Moose? Uh, it was 117. Okay. So it, it's not that many. Yeah, I thought it was more than that, the way you were talking. Me too. I thought it would be more, but it, it's not. But it just felt good. So every run I went on this week, except for the workout, uh, the first workout, it just it felt like I was keen to get out the door. And then when I come back, I'm like, oh, boy, I could have kept going. And and I'm really looking forward to the next run already. And then I've considered doubling a few times. I'm going to say it's 117 in singles. The only difference between 117 and 160 is just a few doubles. Oh, it's probably a bit more. It goes from running 13, 14K to 16K yeah. in the mornings. Chuck in four 8K doubles, though. It's 32K. Getting close to 160. Yeah, it gets up there. Yeah. It does. Yep. Yep. Um, so I'm going to play around. Like t- today I ran a double, but it was 60. It was it was still 60 minutes total, so it was two 30-minute runs. So I like the idea of getting my 60 minutes in but doing it more safely on the r- real recovery days of breaking it into two. Uh, so so that's bit. the big mindset change you've done. Everything Every day is going to be minimum 60. Well, it's one of them, but my diet's changed as well. So I've definitely cleaned that up. Um, through the day, I'm 
of just making way better choices. I'm, eat, I'm making sure I'm getting the calories in is one thing. Not having and then, fish, fish and soy sauce for breakfast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just a big salmon fillet. <laughs> uh, nah, it, it's been good. I've been feeling a lot better. Uh, and it feels like it's not so much, I think, the, the actual food going in your body that makes you feel better. It's that you're making choices that that's what makes me feel better, is that I'm living like with purpose again. And, and that sounds a bit grim, but the per, like I always love being locked in to, to running being like a real driver for my day. And, and, and I feel like I'm back to that as well. So when I'm making a decision around something, it's like, how's this going to affect my run for the day? And, and, and the run in the past year has sort of become just a, a side note to the day. It's like, when can I fit in and how far can I fit in? And it's like, oh, 40 will do. Whereas now it's like, no, this is your run. Your day works around your run now. Okay. Things are happening. Croaks, tell us about your week. All right. Yeah, so I had a bit of a slow start to the week, just given I still wasn't 100%. So on the Monday, I wasn't even sure whether I was going to go out, but I decided to go out, did, um, yeah, 10.7K at 4.27s. And then Tuesday afternoon, went out to join the group for a session uh and once again i wasn't sure whether i was going to do the session um but I warmed up i felt okay and so the session was just 10 by one minute one minute jog um so most of the guys were racing on the weekend as a local fun run here so i didn't want it to be a super aggressive 20 minute fart like i wanted the one minutes to be pretty solid but i didn't want the floats to be too fast where they were sort of digging themselves into a hole for the last sort of five minutes of that session so I decided to start the the session with um, guys that probably run about 18 minutes for 5K and um, just see how I feel and see how the heart rate um, responded. And um, so initially running sort of um, probably mid 330s for the one minute on and around four minute Ks or probably just over four minute Ks um, at that point for the jogs. And my heart rate was, you know, 140s 150s and i felt pretty good so throughout the session i, I slowly worked my way up to um the guy who's more like 1630 1645k so the the splits range from like 338 kilometer pace to 313 for the ons and averaged around four minute k's for the for the jog so um 5.4k average like uh 342s for the 20 minutes um and heart rate average was like 154 so i thought that was like a pretty good introduction back to sessions um and then wednesday morning got out didn't go quite as long as normal like eventually doing 90 minutes but i just did 80 uh 415s just out and back at mulligans um yes that felt good then Thursday, 45 minutes at 4.26s. Um, and then Friday, I no, – actually, and Thursday was the first day that I started doing some home gym stuff again. So um, probably like a 20 to 30-minute circuit, like mostly body weight stuff. Um, yeah, I had a medicine ball, had like some bands, but it was predominantly just – like some glute stuff, so like uh, double leg bridges, single leg bridges, um, some like split squat stuff, uh, what else? Um, and then some core, some planks and that sort of thing. And I woke up on Friday morning and I definitely knew that I'd done a session on the Thursday because my um, yeah, my butt was pretty pretty sore. 
um, which was good actually because then when I went out to do my session on the Friday, you could really feel when you're actually using your glutes, which you don't often get if you don't have that soreness there. Um, so I wasn't sure what session I was going to do. I was solo because everybody was racing. Um, but I wanted to do something a bit longer. Um, I wanted to do something over some hills. So I decided to do a broken tempo just to give myself a bit of a break um, and not sort of dig myself into a hole. So the session that I did was an eight-minute rep, a six-minute rep, a four-minute rep, a two-minute rep with a two-minute um, float in between. And it was pretty warm by this stage. So the heart rate got up. And, yes, yeah, so I ended up averaging 332s for – uh, like 26 minutes. The reps were, uh, what were they like? And, and they're pretty irrelevant because it sort of depends whether you're going uphill or downhill, but like 329s for the eight minute rep, 322 for the six, which had a fair bit of downhill, 326 for the four minute rep, and 319 for the two minute rep. And the jogs were anywhere between like 340 and 410, um, an average heart rate about 163. And it's one of these sessions where like I was definitely working pretty hard and it doesn't look that good on paper, um, but I think it was pretty good for me. Uh, it wasn't that high, Coach. Not sure what Moose is doing, if that's him in the background there, but something. I'm, I'm here to talk to you because the heart rate looks okay. Oh, uh, yeah, got maybe towards the end, like I hit 172. Um, so for me, like if I start going over 170, I'm working pretty hard. But yeah, outside of that, it was, you know, mid-160s, which... Mm. And, and this is probably yeah. sickness. It's First probably one thing. Back. Yeah, and it's one thing I like about maybe doing broken tempos over hills. It stops you from burying, like digging yourself into a hole. Because what I've found in the past, if, if I've done sometimes a 30-minute tempo, I'll get like 15, 20 minutes in and I might get to a pretty tough hill. And if, if I don't have heart rate on, I'll sort of think that I'm keeping the same effort up the hill, but my heart rate really spikes. And you just never really get it back under control. Whereas mm. if you're having regular sort of two minute, and like I don't, you know, they're not, it's not dawdling in that two minutes, but it's just enough to just get yourself back under control, get the legs feeling good again, get the heart rate down. So you then feel strong for the remainder of the session as opposed to grinding through, a, a, you know, a continuous 30 minutes. So yeah, it's a good uh, workout that you can chuck 10 on the front as well if you want to extend it a bit longer. Yeah, I've well, actually. Well, my full session, so if I wasn't coming back from sickness, it would have been eight minute, six minute, four minute, two minute, and then six minute at the end. Yeah. Um, and it would have given me like 34 minutes worth. Yeah, uh, of the quality stuff. Oh, uh, no, it would have been 34 minutes in total, so more like 20, maybe 28 minutes. Yeah, because then yeah. you can cut the, like sometimes I'll do it off a recovery jog, not so much a float, and you can cut that to 90 between the shorter reps, like the six yeah. and the four, the four and the two, because you just don't need two minutes when you're just jogging. Yeah, yeah. Now I think just every now and then, like having you know, yeah, ninety seconds to two minutes, as long as you're still moving at a decent pace, where the heart rate can just drop a little bit, um, it's yeah, it just means you can extend the session a bit longer. Yeah. So um, if you um if you had done this twenty minute run straight, would you have done it slower than what you ran the intervals in? Yeah, I would have because I you know in the eight minute rep, for example, it's like. I knew that I had a two-minute jog coming yeah. up, so you can keep the effort a little bit higher. But if I was, you know, seven minutes into that eight-minute rep, but knowing that I had to do it for 25 straight, I'm like, yeah, I'd have to, I'd have to dial it back. So probably I would say, mm, I probably have like probably slow down five seconds a k average for the whole thing. So closer to probably high 330s. Yeah. 
yeah. what about this though, Croaks? If you had to do, say, 20 or 25 minutes straight in two weeks, do you think you could hit that pace that you hit in the eight minutes? Uh, possibly, yeah. And then that's, I guess, the whole progression of this as yeah, well. Is that's that, what I, yeah. This yeah, is a good and, one to start with, and then you yeah. can build like that threshold work for a longer period of time. And because what I'll do is I'll do something like this again, but I'll do it out at that hillier place that we did a few weeks ago where we did 30 minutes straight because I felt, and I mentioned it, I felt like 30 minutes was probably a little bit too much at the time over that sort of elevation in in one continuous block. Whereas you do this and then you slowly sort of, you know, increase the length of the the rep and and decrease the recovery. So you get strong enough to be able to do 30 minutes straight. Um, but yeah, heaps, heaps of different variations that you can do for the hilly tempos. Um, so that was, yeah, Friday morning and then Friday afternoon, I decided to go out for a double, ran from home out on the bike path. Uh, unfortunately we live on a hill, so it was pretty much like downhill on the way, yeah, downhill on the way out, uphill on the way back. But I felt after having done stuff through the hills in the morning, like I felt really good on this. So four sixteens for, um, 30 odd minutes and then... Yeah, Saturday, just an hour at Mulligan's 422s. And then Sunday, because, um, yeah, a lot of my athletes were racing down around Lake Burley Griffin, I decided to incorporate my long run so I could catch up with them at the finish line. And um, it was also cool running down there because they have this um, hot air balloon festival for a couple of weeks in March. And Sunday was the last morning of it. So I started my run at 7 o'clock and – uh, like one big lap of Lake Burley is pretty much like 30-odd K. And just about every car park along that, you know, 30K stretch was full um, of, like, people parking and, you know, heaps of people out, like, in kayaks on the on the lake to get photos of the hot air balloons. Um, so, yeah, I actually caught up with Viv and the kids. They were down in the sort of main section of Lake Burley Griffin um, watching there. So I stopped for, you know, a couple of minutes to see them after about 10K. But... Uh, yeah, so I did two hours, like average 401s, um, yeah, 30K. It looks like it looks like it's a really, really hard run, but it just like this is probably one of the easiest runs I've done in the last six weeks because it's not hilly. Like, you know, Moose was just talking about elevation over that 16K. I had 136 metres over 30K. And the fact that I normally run 300, 400, you then – go down to something like this and you're on concrete as opposed to dirt trails and you're not having to go up any hills. I find that I'm actually not as banged up as I would be doing two hours going up and down hills, even from an energy point of view. Like I didn't have one gel and didn't feel like I needed one. Yeah. And felt like I could have kept going for another half an hour. So um, I think, yeah, like it gave me, it gave me a lot of encouragement that, you know, because a lot of the stuff I've been doing lately has been over some of the hills, and it doesn't look that impressive. But then when you go and do something like this, you're like, oh yeah, that actually felt pretty easy. So, um, yeah, so that was a really enjoyable run. Uh, my week was 121k, I think it was, with yeah one double. So hopefully I can build from here. It was a good long run. He got in with all the reasons that felt good there, Moose, before we could comment on it. Did you notice yeah. that? <laughs> but you'd agree, Moose. Like if you do if you do runs regularly over lots of hills and they're on the dirt and then you go and do something like this, you sort of once you get that momentum going, you're not really putting in a lot of effort to just keep it rolling. Yeah. Versus versus running up and down over hills. But I just can't get going off the out the gates like you. 
So yeah, so 422 is my first K. Like it was downhill, and if anything, like my first 10K felt the worst of this run, probably because it was on the the higher end, you know, in terms of you know starting out a run. But then after 10K, from 10 to 30K felt like fantastic. Yeah, I can't believe you, we spoke about it yesterday. You were listening to it Road to London. Like, yeah, you can 30... get a roll and listen to a podcast. Yeah, well, I, I, did, go, I just switch off and like I'm just running like four forty five. So I can like if I've got big music on, I can get down to four minute pace. But your ability to get ticking along, listening to a podcast is is quite rare. I think I don't think yeah, many so people can do that. I listen to that for like what ninety seven minutes and then chuck some music years, on for just, just four minute pace. Yeah, yeah, that's when the pace really picked up. That last twenty, couple of three forty fives in there, three forty nines. I didn't know what I was running though for each split because I didn't. I didn't have um, bullshit. Laps. You would have no, had one for sure. No, you if you love actually, the K reps. if you click in onto like my actual laps, I don't know if you can. I don't know if you can even do it. But I um, it doesn't doesn't tell me what I'm running for each lap. I just have a, average pace for the whole run. Yes, it does. Well, yeah, I don't. I don't yeah, have every single case here. Yeah, no, <laughs> I honestly, did not have. Um, yeah, I didn't have lap splits on. Mm-mm. The data says opposite crux. Yeah. My only concern is that you like you've come off band sick. You've strung together the first half of the week, and then you're like 30k at 401s. Just yeah, like, but also, yeah, but I, I know it feels it, easy. Gonna... I know you cover the ground well. I know you're on the concrete. I actually do believe every one of those statements that you said. But I'm just like, why? Like, is this risky now for the next two weeks with that in your legs when it could have been 30k at 415s? But if I, but if you saw that I'd run thirty k at four fifteens at Mulligans, you wouldn't have said anything. But this is easier than four fifteens at Mulligans. True. True. Yeah. Still a few few meters of elevation there. Would you say one hundred and twenty, one hundred and thirty, one hundred and thirty? Which is not. Come on, that is not. That is not much elevation over thirty k. Mate, I did. Th- I, often... did I did thirty two k, and I had sixty meters of elevation. <laughs> we we often mention stuff like. Um... Uh, I know, like, let's say what Brett Robinson goes and runs 30K, like, over pretty flat stuff on a Sunday, and he's um, and he's running about the same pace. And he's mm. the Australian record holder for the marathon. <laughs> yeah. So, like, we use that to, to as an example of how we tell other athletes, like athletes we coach ourselves, the same sort of thing. How do you respond to that? Well, he did, he did 38K. At four or threes. <laughs> that would have been a dirt track, though, as well, though. You know what it's like, Moose. It's like, you know, 30K of the marathon is very different to 38K of the marathon. Oh, so. oh, oh. No, <laughs> did no, 37. no, no. I get, I get your point, but also, um, you know, I came off a week of doing 50K. Yes, I'd been sick. I hadn't done a long run for two weeks. You know, I'm a lot fresher. And... Even, I think shoes play a part of it as well. Like I was wearing the Nimbus and those things are just like, like you hit the ground and there's so much just cushion there. I, yeah, I versus like doing this back 10 years ago in a pair of just old Pegasus, I'd, I'd be way more banged up than I am after doing this in those shoes. Yeah, there's some good shoes out there at the moment. Some good shoes. Nimbus is one of them. I've got a pair too. Yeah. It's 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 slightly heavy for running that sort of pace. I would have thought. Yeah, but I, in ter- would, you know yeah. what I mean in terms of like if I did this ten years ago in the shoes that were around then, like yes, I would 
definitely wake up this morning going, yeah, I feel like I've run 30K yesterday at a pretty solid pace. Yeah. Whereas I woke up this morning and felt like nothing. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's that's good. a good sign. How many yeah. weeks till Sydney tank grows? Because my DMs uh, are lighting up today. Guys want to race you. It must There's be like... challenges coming out there. People making promo posters to take you on at park runs. That's, I don't know, like seven weeks maybe? Oh, you're going to be fine in seven weeks. Seven weeks? Though. You'll break yeah. 30 in seven weeks. No, I'll settle down. I was, if I was, you're doing 30K was, at 401s now. Yeah, I don't know. I reckon I was doing the same thing this time last year. If you're not injured, stay off the treadmill. Don't do any of Just, that stuff. One, two, three, four, five. I think it's six weeks from yeah, this coming Sunday. You should go up and race in Moose, Sydney 10. Oh, I'm not going to Sydney to run a fucking 10K. <laughs> Is it certified this year? Uh, well, they said they were going to. Yeah, I think they did, didn't they? Yeah. I yeah, we gave them kudos on that. Yeah, I think we did, yeah. I hope it is. Oh, it's got to be now. Too many question marks. Too many question marks after the last few years. Croaks is hoping it's not certified so we can get a decent time. He still claims PBs from that <laughs> oh, race. Come he? on. Oh, well, <laughs> beat Brady every time we raced up there, so that's all that matters. I was 16 when we raced, but anyway, it's okay. Uh, I'll go through my week. Not 16. Monday, I did 70 minutes at 4.39 pace. My notes said it was pleasant, so it must have been just a nice... Oh, because it was public holiday, wasn't it? Labor Day. I would have got out a bit later. That's why that would have been pleasant. Um, In the afternoon, I got out for 30 minutes and five by 100 meter strides on like the grass goat track to put my spikes on. I like doing this on a Monday night. Do a few drills, a few quick strides, jog home. It's nice. Um, Tuesday... 8k warm-up because it's dark and we just have to wait until we can see the road to do the workout and then three by 3k averaging around about 312 pace off 500 meters jog between felt smooth nothing sexy just ticked it off got it done maybe got a bit carried away in the last one i think i was running like close to the three eights three tens something like that but probably like the mentality for this workout that if you had to do four by 3k you could easily do it at the end of the workout. And I think I was in that kind of situation when it finished. Got out for 30 minutes in the afternoon at 4.39s. Wednesday was a bit weird this week because Road to London recorded a day later. So I didn't have that to listen to on Wednesday morning. So I think I listened to like Kane Corn's like footy podcast for a while there. That got me through a bit. Did an hour 45. Started early. I think I started at 5.45, something like that maybe. Um, just come in short of 24k then went to work for the day and then just did 30 minutes after work at 4.32s 30 minutes, no, 65 minutes on the Thursday morning at 4.36s put up a picture of the new Maccas boys see that picture on my Strava? Maya Maccas, officially open you can see a kangaroo in that photo too I reckon a few kangaroos could be in a bit of trouble jumping over the road there it's going to be quite busy now there's a McDonald's there heaps of tradies in there at that hour the golden arches just lighting up the road there well so that, you know it's a good option for like a really early morning coffee is it yeah, yeah they, they actually do a half decent coffee if you don't like a lot of the coffee shops open at what seven or eight you whip through a macca's at 6 30 you're you, you there's worse options out there yeah well there's a few in there that photo would have been about 6 45 there's a few in there um, I did go there for a frozen Coke on Saturday, though, Moose, and just, like, 20 cars in a drive through decided to go in, which was a bad idea because then, you know, they put you to, like, even if you're just ordering something simple, you just still go to the end of the line. 
and that frustrates yeah. me. I'm like, come on, I want a, I want a fifty cent cone, which I think they're like eighty cents these days, and a frozen coke. Let's just, I'll jump the, the counter and just make it myself, kind of thing. You mean they put you to? You mean the drive-through takes precedent? Well, no, the drive. Well, obviously they're doing the drive-through stuff, but then they're also doing all the customers in there. So if someone's ordered like three meals or something, it's like you're number seventy-five. I'm number eighty. We're still doing number seventy-five first. Gee, well, it doesn't. Not, maybe it's not a, a well-run Macca's. Well, they've only been open for three days, so we'll cut them some slack there, I reckon. They'll improve, I'm sure. Um, anyway, that was Thursday morning, 30 minutes after work, Thursday afternoon. Was planning to do a workout Friday, but had to um, book my car in, get my car into the into a service, a Chuka Kia, on the other side of town before work. And I've got this issue at the moment where it's, or I don't have the issue, a lot of people have the issue at the moment where it's super dark in the mornings so um i kind of couldn't didn't have enough time to get the workout done so i was planning to maybe do it after work in the afternoon that didn't happen but in the on the friday morning i did do maybe i did an hour in strides that's right and then i um got carly to follow me to kia dropped the car off and then got her to take me to work and got to work on time and then after work i jogged out to a chuki kia to pick up my my car that they very nicely give to me to drive around um, jogged out there at 4.37 pace, picked up the car, drove back to work to get all my stuff from work. So that was um, a bit of a messed up Friday, just trying to work out logistics and stuff like that, which meant on Saturday, I went out to Tongala, a town about 20 minutes out of Echuca, population about 1,200 people, I think, dairy farm and town. Long-time listeners will remember back in 2018, this is where I used to work, boys, used to teach out there at the school out in Tongala. Hadn't been out there since then, but they had their local fun run. Footy club puts it on every year. And I thought, I'll just go out here and see some people I haven't seen for a while, and I'll do a Moose Fartlek in the 10K fun run, uh, which was good fun. It was um, it was a pretty low-key fun run. There was nine people in the 10K race. <laughs> um, hit, hit the front early on. And it was a 5K as well. I think they had like 15 or 20 in the 5K a bit, a bit after that. No road closures. So you literally just like run up the road and like a dairy truck would just like, milk truck would just go flying past you. No shoulder to run on. Um, yeah, just kind of run out the road 5K and turn around, come back to a lap of the footy oval. But good people, small towns, the footy clubs are so important. And they had a practice match that afternoon. So none of the footballers um, were actually, I was like, where are all the football players? They should be doing their local fun run. I'm not sure why they're not here, but then they told me they had a had a fun run on. So I kind of hit three minutes for the moose start, like in about 3.05s, I think it was. I floated the one minute just because I, I don't know, I just couldn't slow down. I thought, I'm in a race here. I'll just um, keep the foot down. Um, then hit the one minutes around about three minute, 2.55 kind of pace. Ended up hitting the moose fart like 9.3k. Uh, the course is a bit long. I got a like the 10 point two I think I got it at coming in 32.42 reckon I was about 31.50 through 10k which wasn't too bad and you know when workouts your fitness a good indication of your fitness is how you feel when you're floating true you believe that I reckon it's a real good gauge if you can float at a decent pace if you're not like cooked floating floating is a good sign but it's dependent on how hard you're repping yeah 
Yeah, true. So, so yeah, I, like I know, I know. You know what, what I mean? Like I've, I've like been doing a lot of stuff. Like five hundred meters is my second workout, or four hundred meters, or two minute reps, or whatever, and have a bit of a stand recovery, and then just go again. But I was happy with this one. It felt like I was still full of running and floating at you know three forty, three three fifty kind of pace for that one minute, and then could still hit the next rep, which I think was pretty important. Um, so that was good. Got a got a local win at the local local town. How much out was the entry fee? $20 entry fee, $200 first prize. Thoughts, on the, thoughts on the flex moose of like doing the workout during the race? You uh, should have seen oh, how grateful they were there, that I was there, Croak. So like, thank you so much for coming along. I'm like, oh, my pleasure. Happy right. to be here. Set up, well, set up like an a... autograph table, dollar dollar for an autograph, uh, no, extra money for the footy club. Pretty good profit, wasn't it? 180 bucks for doing a moose fartlek. Got little business cards with bravetrowful.com. Took, took Public took, speaker. Took the key out there. They love seeing the local Kia fresh off a of service. <laughs> By the way, they do, um, any Echuca Moama locals, any make, any model for servicing. So make sure you check out um, Echuca Kia. Anyway, so that was Saturday morning. Didn't run in the afternoon because it was like 37 degrees. Um, and I was tired. I didn't have a lot of sleep Friday night, Moose, because my football team played your football team. Not sure if you, you saw the score in the end there. You were pretty vocal in the third quarter there when Collingwood was I down by about know. 35 points. Mate, all me, all was... me mates, Geelong supporters getting into me. How good is this Ollie Henry guy? Yada, yada, yada. And then it all went quiet in the last quarter when the Mighty Magpies banged six, oh, eight goals, I think, to zero in the last term. Did you watch it at all, Crocs? Clinical, uh, unbelievable. One of the greatest sporting the, performances I've ever seen. I watched the rugby league and then I turned uh, I, I turned this on after the league had finished. Don't they play an exciting brand of footy, the Magpies? They're just, um, just fast off that back flank. Do you think Craig McRae will win Australian of the Year, the coach Collingwood? Just the way he talks about the players, good leadership. Mm. I reckon lock him in. You know he's mate, married to a Bendigo girl as well. Craig. Mate, you are getting way too up and about yeah, for practice week, this. We've just one. got to keep a lid on it, Croaks, I reckon. I reckon this is only round one. Yeah. I just get passionate about the Magpies. This is like Brady at Valencia going through 5K <laughs> super fast, going, boys, boys, 2.14 today. today. Today's the day. Yeah. I yeah. turned it off at half time. I just thought, <laughs> Bullshit. No, I did. I you were getting into me in the third quarter. Do you know what I went to bed? I went to bed and watched Cam, Cam Levin's The Driven episode <laughs> of Flowtrack. Yeah, because not... a new man now. He's changed his priorities. Loyal supporters. You I did learn a lot about Geelong supporters over the weekend, Croaks. Learn a oh, lot about them, but they just they get rattled easy and they can't like take losing. They've had too many years of winning. They just have a bit of a sook when they get rolled. But anyway, that was Saturday. I was happy. I'm still happy. Kane Corns, our boy. I spoke about him before. He ripped into the Cats on the Sunday footy show. Reckons they're too cocky, too much smiling. It was a real David versus Goliath situation, listeners from overseas. Premier's up against the underdogs, and the underdogs gave him a real talent up. You're not sure what I'm talking about, Oops. AFL. Do you have controls here? Can you read it? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Fast forward if you've listened to this crap. It's not, a potty, it's not a footy podcast, but if we get a win every week, I'll give you a rundown. Sunday, two hours by myself. Two hours and 20 by myself. Everyone's out of town. Average yeah. four, seven Everyone has got a fucking whiff of what you're on about. <laughs> I would have been like... up and about on this long run if I had someone <laughs> to talk to. I was just listening to podcasts and, and looking at dirt roads. That was a week of 172. A couple more of those boys, and I'll be going a ride, I reckon. Jales Park Moose, I'll be going a ride by Jales Park. Ended Gold Coast today. Yeah. Why do you yeah. run a lot? Yeah. yeah, I like running. I like it. That's, remember, I don't have the talent you guys have, so I need no, to do some case. Please. Need to get Said some case. Do, do you think sometimes Moose, he runs too many Ks, like, all the time? I, th- I think it's up in Moama, Chuka, whatever. It's just so hot. 
it, it's pretty brutal running those second runs when it's so warm. And even the morning runs have been warm, right? So, like... Oh, yeah, shirts was... were off last week. Seeing what's off yeah. in the start. I reckon 170K in heat is like 200K in, in cool conditions. So I, I... We did have a cool change go through. I do agree with you. And that's why I like doing the December marathon. So you can have Jan and Feb not high mileage. Yeah. So, like, you just, like... Because you just can't do... You can't do a double when it's that hot. Whereas it's only about 30 at the moment. And I'm getting out for, like, 30 minutes... And that, you know, it's like I didn't go double Saturday because I'm just like, nah. Um, but I do, so, I think I respond off higher mileage pretty well. Well, that's my question for mm. Crokes then. So what would be the alternative to running the mileage that he runs now? Like, would you do another, like, would you increase your intensity or would you just increase your recovery times? Well, yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, I, I know you guys love, mm, like, I don't know. Does he have like a few weeks up and then a, a, like a few more a down week because I reckon last year there was a lot where you're having like big chunks really high. Um, yeah, I did run 106k two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. And look, I know you guys love like the whole slow recovery runs, but like some oh, of yours, yeah. some of yours for your like level of fitness, like when it's dead flat, like there's no way even there's no way I could do it. I don't reckon. Like you, you run like slow, four, you reckon. Well, you're running 440s when there's, like, no elevation whatsoever, when you're actually mm. relatively fit. Like, that's... Active recovery, oh. Chris. That's why you don't get injured. Yeah, just I don't gonna, I don't even know my pace. I just look. I just go, how's my body feel today? Okay, I'll get home and I go, that was 447s. Cool, mm. I'm recovering. That's the purpose of the day. For come, guys as fit as you, with no, no climbing whatsoever and probably been on the roads, like, that's... Yeah, I don't know. Come I'm, Tuesday, let's nail the workout. Like, every day has got to have the purpose. The glory, that's a fast walk, isn't it? 440s. I, I like Cam Webbins, of... same thing. He's just like, I go out at 430s, I listen to my body. Yeah, if you, go, if you go out on those runs, say it's 10K and you've averaged 440 at the end, but you start at five minutes and then you end at 420s, like I, that, that gives you a 440 average. I reckon that's the way to do those runs. Yes. But he doesn't. He, he pretty much sits 440s the whole way. No, I'll get down to 4.30s, Crokes. Help me out here. But it's just it's just enjoyable. I like just like, especially a Monday. A Monday, a lot of people, I feel, stuff up. you got long run Sunday, workout Tuesday. You're like, that is your one day. You have to recover on that one day. You should not be pushing the pace on a Monday. You've only got mm. 24 hours to recover. Um, and yeah, I think it's, to be honest, I think it's a big thing why I've never been injured. I'll probably get injured tomorrow morning now. But I think listening to your body and not chasing the pace on easy days is one of my number one tips of how to string together consistency in training. Yeah, maybe it doesn't get the extra fitness gains, though, is what we're talking about. Maybe the better bang for your buck is to get closer to that line. And, you know, there's that old saying, like, what's, what's jogging and what's training? And you could argue that, like, some of my running's just out jogging, but you're not actually training yourself to be a better runner. No, I, I like accumulating low heart rate running. Like, I'm fine with that. I think that actually works quite well. Do, do you think Moose, like, the lack of him running over any hills whatsoever yes. holds him back from running? Because, like, look at this, yes. 100, 172 kilometres for the week hmm. and no hills ele- elevation 363 metres. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's There's literally no hills here. And, and that's no where, hills. But, but then you factor in the mileage with 
that elevation and you look at the average pace for the whole 172 and it's so it's so low intensity generally like would it be would he be better potentially to have run 140 150 with a little bit more up tempo running in there because there is no climbing whatsoever in it his, is in his week it's hard to relate to because <laughs> i've never lived somewhere no. that's so flat me and, neither and it does yeah. my head in too because i love where i live but i know it's not great for my running in that sense and but i'd never go oh i want to pack up the whole family and quit my job and move somewhere that's hillier because i love my lifestyle and like the community i live in so much my work and stuff like that but yeah maybe it's maybe you look at that and go because obviously like it's it's worked okay for the five the ten and a half but the marathon definitely not at this stage and that's i think one of the factors which i've spoken about in detail before Maybe we should go two twenty k a week just to make up for the lack of hills. Yeah, well, I went two hundred, like leading up to Valencia. Like, I'm not afraid to do it. Like, I'm I'm happy mm. to try something different. And yeah, it's um yeah, it might be something, or just you know, just say, hey, I'm going to start turning on my K splits and make everything four oh five to four ten. But I really don't know if there's a huge difference in averaging four ten and averaging four twenty five or four forty. I think you you got to break your days into two and like you said proper recovery on the monday but then say on the tuesday or the the non-workout day before the workout that's that's a four minute k day for you say that again so the monday so so what what are you on now like you're on tuesday Tuesday, friday Friday. yeah so on um monday you wake up you run to what how you've been doing it yeah but then tuesday you do your workout whatever yeah wednesday you recover thursday uh or even like if it's not that harsh of a workout or it's one of the second runs that's your four minute k run so like for instance on monday tired legs yeah so monday morning is is your you double and you've got two recovery runs and yeah. you just run run easy as tuesday you do your workout which is hard you do your recovery run which is super easy Wednesday, you wake up, you do a short, super easy run, or you do a long, super easy run. But then the second run of that day is fast, four-minute K pace. Would you still do then, a medium long run, though? That's what I've been doing on a Wednesday. No, I don't think – see, that's I, – I don't think you need that. So I oh, – I know. Rab would say it's the second most important run of the week behind the long run. Yeah, so, but there's about a million different ways to train. Yeah. And, and you don't follow that because you're doing Tuesday, Friday – and, so, Rob was, and Rob was doing a midweek long run over some hills. Yeah, probably quicker and, than four fifteens or whatever. Too, I get rolling a bit on the long runs. So yeah, you like you can pick and choose from different programs, but you can't. Sorry, keep like going a, though. Sorry, yeah. Just so forget the so on thing. Thursday, I would run like eighteen k four minute k pace, or like high end aerobic for you. So if you say like for me, it would be one hundred and forty to one hundred and forty five beats a minute. Yeah. And so I would be, that would, for me, would be like 355s to four minutes. Um, and on the flat for you, that might be 350s. Yeah. And then the Friday you work out, say it's a threshold or a tempo, you tend not to have to recover from that as much. It's maybe Saturday's oh, So you make the easier workout the Friday, not the, I usually do the easier workout on the Tuesday. The threshold type yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I, okay. I would, I don't, it doesn't matter that much, but, um. I would I would go a bit I don't think you need to recover as much after those workouts as you do the hard fast ones. Hmm. Um, 
and potentially doing if you do the longer session on the Friday, you're doing that off slightly maybe legs. heavier legs, which could add like that little bit of extra strength as well. Like it's, it's maybe not something you do every single week, but like maybe every second week. Oh, yeah. yeah. And 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 then on the Sunday on the Sunday because you've you already have a gap from Friday, so like you're the prime candidate to make that Sunday harder in my mind. And like for us running four twenties over hills would be like, and, and given you're fit, fitter than us, not um, like Probably not, not me and Brad, but I mean like a lot of people, you're, you're a high fitness. You can run four minute Ks easy on the flat and mechanically it will feel awkward in the first month or so of doing it. And then it will become natural and your heart rate will be like spot on where I think you need it to be. Yeah, when Archie's in town, we often roll at fours or four oh fives. Yeah, you go quicker. Yeah, and the Bathurst, like I got rolling that day. Like I can do it if I want. Yeah, okay. Yeah, something to think about there. I'll give it a roll. Oh, and yeah, it's just something different because, like you said, you've you've toiled away for a while without like a a, a breakthrough with the strength in, breakthrough. Yeah, in in the marathon and yeah, I I got one of my breakthroughs. With, with a new coach in 2015 and Scott Nicholas and he he had me running um, every day was at like four minute K pace mm-hmm. and and it was fucking hard to get used to it took me a month and it, it was too much right so the only it was Mondays it was you go and run as easy as you want but every other day outside of a workout was four minute K pace and it was really difficult, and and I took some of that out of the out of the uh, program. But I, I that was like I learnt from that and said oh, my body can't do that and sustain it without getting injured. But at the same time, those that some of those runs, I was like, yeah, this this is actually feels really helpful to run faster and not just plot along when I don't need to plot along. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, it's that fine line, isn't it? Like you got to pot a wall on some days, but get rolling on others. Yeah, I'll yeah. think Sunday for me, Sunday for me, Brady was like, you know, that was sort of the terrain that you would run on every Sunday. Well, you know, it's still probably even slightly hillier, and it's like that's not that it's not hard. Like as I said, like four twenties over hills is harder than running four minute k's on that dead flat. So I, I think you can get away with running your long runs a bit bit faster on the flat. Yeah, I'll turn them down to three forty-five or something. Put super shoes on for that. You no, you don't. No. Stay in the heavies. Yeah, stay in the heavies. This was a bit slower. This one because I had the Saturday workout and that fun run. But yeah. yeah, so I was like, this. I just want to be on my feet for two hours twenty here, and not push this one along. Yeah, it was something to experiment there. All right, I thought it's going to be a quick show this week, over in an hour, <laughs> and here we are, an hour in. We have Rab, Rab will be on the uh, on the on the blower going Brady. Don't listen to those boys. Well, the yeah. The system works. The system works. Well, and well, the system did work for me in cross country races and five and ten k's and halves last year. Like, but then the point I'm here, I don't want to be five and ten and and halves breaking through this year. I want to try and run a marathon. So I've got to tinker something. Um, but Brady, it was never the system. They were I know, so no, no, adamant no. about Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Like, yeah, this system is so is is so rigid there. Yeah, so you, you weren't following that. I just put in the long, the medium long run, like yeah, the hour forty five. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Maybe the gym work, Brady. Maybe that's also something to add. Yeah, I think it's opening uh, Friday, Croaks, Moama Gym, Fit Mob moving over to Moama. Mm. Add mm. that in. So, yeah, chuck that in too. You know what they're doing there? Yeah, <laughs> wow. I've got an old program. Dave Costello gave me one, actually. No, but do you know what to do in there? Do you know how to lift? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've been taking – the PT's taken it through. The owner actually, Finky, showed me how to do it in the past. Oh, that's good. Yeah, because you could really hurt yourself if you don't know what to do. Good question. Let's thank some patron supporters. Move on, eh? Moose, who you got? Daniel Hunt is from South Ham- Southampton. Mm-hmm. That's not Southampton. That is Southampton, right? Southampton. Southampton. Mm-hmm. Uh, one word, yep. Southampton. In the UK, five-kilometer PB, 15.45 from the British Milers Club Race in 2017. 2017 was a good year for Daniel. He ran 33.27 at Trafford 10K and then 73.12 in 2016 at the Bath Half Marathon and 2.31 last year in Manchester Marathon 2022. Uh, So that's a good result. I'd say that's almost his best result right there. Have a quick look at that. I'm going to go. I'm going to say the marathon's his best one. Does a bit of cycling on Zwift as well. Good stuff, Daniel. Thank you. Yeah, I agree. Two thirty-one. Yeah. Croaks, who you got? You got a few tonight. Well, yeah, I might do two of these. So I've got uh, Ingvar Klodersdal from Norway. Uh, follows Christian on Strava. Estimated best of twenty-five twenty-three for five k and fifty-four forty-five for ten. I think he has a couple of kids and also does a bit of cycling. And I'll also give another shout out to um, Jakob Bystrom, also from Norway. Follows Brady and Christian, but his Strava is locked down and I could not find any other information. So thank you, Ingvar and Jakob. Couple of Norwegian legends right there. Thank you for your Patreon support. I'm going to thank Steve Davies from Lansfield. Don't mind Lansfield, Moose. Been there before? Romsey, Lansfield, yeah, Macedon. Yeah. Country um, enough that it's country, but still close to the city. You know, I think um, Lansfield, yeah, yeah. Try what through did it. Collis get married? Well, who's, what's the big town out yeah, there? Yeah, he's from somewhere around there. Yeah, I reckon he was at Romsey. Romsey, Lansfield, something like yeah, that. Romsey. Yeah, Because his first athletic club was Bendigo. Oh, he, yeah, yeah. And he, he went in and then he moved yeah. to Ballarat, yeah. Um, near the Macedon Rangers there, Victoria has run 5K in 1815, 10K in 39.34, half marathon in 86.13. That was at the 2021 Emergency Services Half Marathon in Geelong. He's ran 3.15 for the marathon at the 2022 Melbourne Marathon. Runs with Tuesday Track Club, a Macedon Rangers running crew, running laps of an athletics track on a Tuesday morning. Or afternoon croaks? Is it morning or AM or PM? Not, I'm not sure. They just that's their bio. Okay. They run laps of an athletics track on Tuesdays, and it, the track looks awesome. One of those really, really nice grass tracks. Oh, they look after it, do they? Yeah, I think so. Get a lot of rain through there, though. It'd be a bit soft, I reckon. A bit spongy. But thanks, Steve, for your support of the Inside Rain podcast. Uh, Road to London comes out once a week for Patreon supporters over there on the Inside Running Elite level. Over 100 bonus episodes. The monthly with Christian and Toby. We'll be talking about Toby in a couple of seconds when we talk about some results. So that'd be interesting to catch up with him in the April edition to hear all about Run for the Kids. 
The McLaren Vale Marathon will be run over the weekend of the 29th to the 30th of April. With a supporting half marathon, 10k, 5k and kids mile, there's a run for everyone. This destination race is run on the beautiful road courses throughout the vines with the backdrop of the southern Mount Lofty Ranges. A strong field is expected for the half marathon with a prize pool of 6500 including time bonuses for the race winners. The marathon also has a prize money of $3,000 up for grabs. Race weekend is hosted at the Richard Hamilton Wines with plenty for the whole family to do, including outdoor movies, kids activities, markets, food trucks and award-winning wines to enjoy. As well as its world-class wineries, the McLaren Vale region boasts pristine beaches, fine dining, forests and trails, art galleries and other attractions to explore. Come for the run and experience much more. Head to mclarenvalemarathon.com.au for the race information and to register. Check this week's show notes for a 20% listener discount code and we'll see you at the start line. Running news, boys. I will go to run for the kids first. How's that sound? Happy with that? Do it. The major fun run that was on in Australia over the weekend. 14.5k the long course is over the Balti Bridge, over the Westgate, down through the tunnel, through the Gardens, through South Yarra. Finished back at Docklands. Um, Andre Waring, the Australian representative from the World Cross Country Championships, the emergency who come into the team. He won in 42.28. Toby, the bad boy from Ballarat Mende, was second, 42.49. Liam Adams was third in 43.13. So some big results there. Benigo Bats fan, Archie fourth, Nath fifth, I think. Maybe fifth and sixth, something like that. Uh, the women's race, Gemma Maney, she won it. Returning from um, giving birth to little Ollie, that was about nine months ago, she won in 50-20. Simone McGuinness was second in 50-40. So pretty close there, 20 seconds. Virginia McCormick, the representative for Australia at the 2018 Commonwealth Games Marathon on the Gold Coast, she was third in 51-23. Bendigo bat Virginia McCormick, I should say, as well there. Uh, any thoughts there, boys? Good breakthrough from Toby. Good to see Andre get a win on the road. Good to see Gemma back, Virginia back, post-babies. Liam, probably a bit disappointed, probably used to win in that one. Um, yeah, you got a few connections there, Moosh. Coach second in both the races. Simone yeah, and Toby. Yeah, both ran well. Toby has had a chance now to capitalise on some of this fitness, which is good to see. He, he was fit for a long time without really being able to show it. So we're seeing that come through. And Simone sort of returned to racing from a, a bit of time sort of away from racing. So that was good for her as well. Andre, doesn't he race a lot? Mm, yep. He races so often in everything, cross-country, track, road. Mm. It's uh, He just must love it. Big mileage man these days, I reckon. I did have a look at his Strava a while back, and he was yet getting close to like 200K weeks. Do you reckon oh, he'll shit. run a marathon soon? Can he'd go? Oh, 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 has he even run a good half? Has he run a half, a fast one? He's, he's run halves. Don't know what what his fastest one is. Well, it's not fast enough that we're that we know the time. Sixty three fifty seven. It says on his Strava as estimated best, but he actually ran sixty four sixteen in the Gold Coast. Yeah, yeah, so it's good, but it's not like yeah, it should be a where, where he's man. what he's capable of. Yeah, yeah, he'll run quicker than that. Yeah, um, he could. Yeah, he could see him in a marathon. Don't know. That's good though. Three and a half thousand bucks, first prize travel voucher. Do you know that? Yeah, good travel. They always used to have good, uh, good prizes there. They used to do a um, 
flights to South America, business class, yeah. I reckon. Return, yeah, it was. How's, how's this for a week? So back in November, so he had a, he had a pretty good Zatapec. He ran 204k in a week with 3,000 meters of elevation. It's a big week. You reckon his watch works well, properly? Don't know. Oh, he was up in the mountains. Oh well, yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean he was at Falls? Uh, no, they're up around Perisher. Perisher I think, oh yeah, yeah. For sure. Then yeah. that, that's right. That's a big week. Yeah. Yeah, he's hit some K's there on Strava. Worth worth following. Um, Croaks tell me about Vic Myler's club. There was a record that went down. Well, Vic Myler's club, we had the 1500 and the 800. Who's the guy in Victoria that loves to win a 1500 metre race, boys? Matthew Hussey. Matthew Hussey got another win. He ran 344.96, beat Ben Buckingham, who ran 345.92, and William Lewis was third in 347.6. In the women's, Abby Caldwell got the win, and I'm guessing that's the record you're talking about, Brady. Yeah, Vic Miles Club, 1500 metre women's record. Yep, so 405 there. Uh, Claudia Hollingsworth was second in 407, and Jayla Hancock Cameron was third in 415. Um, the 800 wasn't quite as deep, so we're just going for the winners here. So Thomas Moorcroft got the win in the men's, 152.99, and Shani Landon got the win, uh, win, uh, the win in the women's, 208. Tassie State Champs happened as well, 800 metres. Abby Butler got the win there in 210. Jimmy Hansen got the win in 151, 1500 metres. Abby Butler doubled. She got the win in 429. And Sam Clifford won in 352. 5K, Cassie Deegy got the win in 1749. And Bailey Mazicki Hinks got the win for the men's in 1445. So some good track state championships down in Tassie. I reckon a lot of those guys double. There was that road race on as well, that 10K. Mm. I reckon um, Sam Clifford got the win there as well in low 30 on the Sunday. Moose, New York City half? Yeah, apparently freezing conditions. A lot of social media about how cold it was. Always is though, isn't it? Don't you uh, think? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't really remember it. But it, one lady said it was the coldest she'd ever been. Like in a race, who was that? Who was that that said that? Someone that trains in bloody Colorado said that. Um, Jacob Kiplimo won, and the time's pretty slow, really, for these fellas. So Jace, Jacob Kiplimo was 61.31. Joshua Cheptegei, 62.09. That's slow. Mm. Zuhair Talby, 62.18. So Kiplimo smoked him, really. He's beaten him by 48 seconds. That's considerable, consi- or 38 seconds. I don't think it. Is. I don't think and it's 48. a super quick course, though. In general, I think there's a few hills there as well. They jogged yeah. as well. Like Chris Thompson was winning oh. through 10k. Oh had, well, that's. I think he had a 12 second lead and went through 5k and 15 zero zero. That's probably even more impressive to be able to then put, you know, over 30 seconds into Chapter Guy, knowing that they'll still, you know, not pushing the pace for the first. 10k or whatever yeah his last 5k was like 1345 or something like that it'd be um, faster wouldn't it i saw something today i don't think it was that i saw oh. yeah well that's not that fast for him that's like slower than normal yeah they're just there to get paid though these guys aren't they yeah well yeah they're not there to break a record clearly yeah um in the ladies helen o'beary 6721 she uh is training in america now in Boulder, correct? Yeah, mm-hmm. Dathan Ritz 9. Yep. OAC. She won. Sinbiri 
Teferi was second, 67, 55. And um, this, this, this Christian coach, this girl, Caroline Grobdale. <laughs> no, I don't think so. No, he likes to tell us that he does, but he doesn't really. Um, she's run 69, 53 for third place. She's a genuine star, Caroline Grobdale. Like, Norway's going pretty well at the moment. They went 15, 14, 14, 58, 14, 24, 13, 52. Yeah. Wow, that's, that's all you have to do to run 61, 30? Yeah, I think there was a really quick one of the miles, though, was maybe like, oh, I can't find it, but I did read it in an article today. Yeah, big day for you then. It was fast. Yeah, busy <laughs> on Mondays. Stay home with Olivia. We read running content. <laughs> uh, 419 oh, mile for the 12th mile. Oh, yeah. That's so, where he did the damage. So that was that. There's another 5K road race. Yeah, it was in Lille. 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 In France. Lille. In Lille. So Yomif Kajelcha, the Ethiopian, who who coaches him now? You know, he was, was he with, is he with that um, uh, fellow who coaches... Um, Robbery, what's his name? His name's Ro- Yeah, Someone. it is. It's um, the same coach as Sifan Hassan, I think. Yeah. Is it really? I don't know. I think it is. I think she, I'm not yeah. sure. But he's run um, this 5K and he ran 12.50, which is within one second of Berahu Aragawi's 5K road world record. Yeah, so Kim, Kim Robbery is yeah. coached by. Yeah. There you go. That's it. You picked it, Moose. All right, Croaks, listen to question. Uh, all right, the question this week. Is it possible to excel on both trails and road? If so, best tips to do so? That question comes from John Coleman. And then there was another question that was very similar. To what extent do you think training between ultras, trail running, and road racing overlaps? And that comes from the Euros official, which is uh, Kieran Shepherdson. Hmm. Just talking about this the other day, weren't we? You were saying Nick Earl should become a trail runner, Moose. I said that that would be good for his ego because he'd win but everything. It, it would you? feed his ego because clearly he can't he can't currently feed like what's required <laughs> for his ego at the moment on the roads or the track because he's so shit. So he needs to move across to the trails, get some cheeky little wins. All of a sudden, people are like congratulating him afterwards and he's happy again and he goes to bed satisfied mm. uh, but like so it's a good question actually and and I, I think some people forget that most road runners spend 90% of their time on dirt and trails in training and and that trail running as a sport is so new that no one actually knew they were doing trail running for a long time until someone called it that as a race. So if you go back and like, let's, for example, you can't do it, Brady, because you uh, you live nowhere with trails, but in Canberra, Deeks group or the AIS group or whatever it was up there, I can, I can guarantee you that 80% of their running would have been done on what would now be classified as trail running. Would you agree, Croaks? Yeah. Yep. Yep. And it's the same in Ballarat, and on like in Geelong. Okay. Yes, we have the river, but most of the time, the Geelong runners go and run in the Yuyangs or down on the surf coast, 
and they they run on the same trails that the surf coast century is held on that afterglow half marathon is on that the surf coast trail marathon is held on they're the trails that we run on every day and and every sunday so the it, it you don't you do not have to be a trail runner and only run on trails you can if, if you can't access trails you're going to become a much better trail runner still by running on the road to get fitter and and road runners get a lot of fitness from running on the trails as well so there's just so much cross crossover here yeah i think it comes down to how technical the trail is so there's obviously um trail running where it's big like wide fire roads now that's going to suit a road runner but if you're talking like single track switch back like lots of rocks really like um rocky underfoot and uh you know a, a bit sort of dangerous and you, like that's different like a road runner will probably get towed up by a trail specialist on those sort of courses um but you look at someone like reese edwards you know like he was predominantly like road and track and then he went over to new zealand and won the terrawira 100k i think that was his first ever 100k race um so you know he was able to do that but he was able to do it because that trail race is not very technical yeah so the the tips are if it's technical it's a skill that you have to learn and it's a skill that needs practicing so you wouldn't say that running on a track really is a skill so if you're a road runner yeah you might do a few track sessions to get used to it but you don't really need to learn the skill of running around a bend whereas on the trails if you're doing let's say bogong to hotham probably the most prestigious race in the world well you actually have to go practice running down those hills because they're they are so steep and the mountain races like if you can lose half an hour going down one of those major descents to someone who really knows how to go down them uh, and that's a practice thing and it's it's like mountain biking to a degree you've got to the more confident you get the more you the more the less braking you do and, and the faster you fly down it and and the faster the less braking you do and the more you let gravity help you the safer you are as well mm. so th there's definitely a, 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 a um, skill involved in in that and then I guess the second part of the question is to what extent does, you know, ultras and trail running and road racing um, overlap in terms of the training? And, you know, obviously like mileage and long runs, like that's the key to all, all distance running. So that's going to be very similar. You're still going to be doing your interval sessions. Then it just comes down to tweaking depending on what event you're training for. So obviously if you've got a, a hilly trail run coming up, then you're going to change your focus from, flatter road stuff to more hilly undulating reps which would have been no different to somebody like ellie when you know a few months back she would have been focusing more on you know getting stronger over some of the hills knowing that she was going to be running world cross whereas now the focus has changed more to getting comfortable and locking into a pace on the road so i think the training is very similar you just got to tweak it depending on what's coming up yes the specifics of running an ultra there there are definite um, like challenges in an ultra that there isn't in a half marathon. So if, if you're out there for a 50k race in the, on the trails, like you might average 
five minutes a K for your half marathon, but you might average seven to eight minutes a K for, for that 50 K. And, and, and so you're out there for like a, a massive amount of time. And, and that brings in that the main challenge is, is eating. Um, so like the, the thing that will stop you from completing the race comfortably is how much fuel you can get in uh, as well as some other sort of things like having the muscular strength to, to get up and over hills. Cause often the trail races are put on mountains. So you have to be conditioned to go up and down mountains, which is quite different from running a flat half marathon. So there are specifics involved in these races that you do need to train for. Uh, just like you, like you said, with Ali on the roads, the conditioning for, for the asphalt, that's a real thing. And, and that, that needs to be part of your training program as well. Good question. Hopefully some good tips from you boys there because I don't have much to contribute. Moose on the loose, purchase of the week. Rules of Strava. Oh, um, do you know what is sort of bugging me lately? Calling is, with supporters. Uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I... I now I've been on podcast. Move on. I Twitter. I've been on Twitter a bit. I was thinking this today. Twitter has been bugging me as well. Someone well, block you, Moose. Yeah. A... <laughs> a few people would have blocked Moose over the years, surely. Can you check who's blocked you? I only know about one person who's blocked me, and okay. it's quite comical, and we make fun of that all the time. But the I've been getting like I'm on. There's two segments now. I didn't realise mm. there were two spots. One was suggested follows and one was actual who you're following it's called for you and following i've got that oh, in the moment yeah. yeah okay so for you is like just full of real right-wing american politics stuff i just get uh, fights in mine like it's just like people <laughs> in punch-ups and i'm like i'm the most low-key like not fighting non-violent person ever and it's just people like just someone just walks into a hotel lobby and just knocks someone out and i'm just like i can't scroll fast enough to change it back to the one i'm actually following and i'm like i didn't sign up for this don't i'm gonna yeah. have bad dreams about this does this really happen in the world that people are getting fights I, it's a, it's you know a different I mean? world. It's yeah. a different world on that tab. Oh, it is, isn't it? <laughs> it's like you're going into the dark web or something. Yeah. And then on the main side, it's like all my boring shit. Like yeah. Eight different Brooklyn Nets journalists and um, a few nerd runners. Yeah. But but one of the things that's been bugging me is these these I, I'm I'm starting to call them science coaches or academic coaches. The ones that love getting on Twitter and going how you can improve your running a thread and there's like it's like clickbaity and and do these 10 things instead of actually running number one sleep more sleep is the most underrated thing blah 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 you should be getting out and you should be sleeping 10 hours a night and if you're not then you're not maximizing your running and you should be cutting your mileage like no fuck that you gotta like you have a life right you like we're here working right now people work in the morning we got kids i'm not gonna skip my run in the morning to get an extra hour sleep because some nerd is telling me that sleep's more <laughs> important than mileage i fucking know mileage is the most important thing like perhaps i don't have some new fancy study to tell me that sleep's more important than me doing my hour run but I don't care. I've been around long enough to know running's running, and running's the most important thing to get better at running. So no, I'm not going to sleep more. Or the second thing might be ice bath. Like, oh, you've got to do cold water immersion. 
cold water immersion like will do this and this and this and it will make you this much more clear and it will fuck like who has time to have like fill up an esky with ice or a bath with ice every day and do this stuff like we're here to get better at running why don't people focus and talk about what gets people better at running is it's the cold hard mileage that is what it is and if someone's getting injured off lower mileage they probably just need to slow down a little more with their running and and get to a point where they can increase their mileage so in my mind the thing that most people should do to get better at running no matter if you sleep seven hours a day or nine hours or if you drink two beers at night or if you have a big saturday or whatever is adjust everything in your program so that you can run more running more is the key to getting better at running especially when we're talking to people that run less than 100k a week because maybe it changes when you when you're tapping out your mileage situation when you're up at like 150 160k a week or whatever and for some people the mileage ceiling might be 120k that's when we start talking about the little things that make a difference but if you're running 50 or 60k a week like i don't want you to be cutting out runs to focus on doing a proper gym program to reduce injuries or to build performance in your fucking sprinting or whatever I don't want you cutting out 15 minutes of your morning run to sleep longer or to get home earlier and do a set of drills and strides and surges or whatever. You you need to work out how you have you can run more. That's how you get better. All the bullshit on the outside is for clickbait and Twitter and it's for people that are looking for semi shortcuts. Yeah, uh, a key like. To know that is the last thing on their threads are always, if you want to see more of my work, you can buy this book or go to this blog yeah. or whatever it is. It's like, oh, you've just sucked people in to get a bit of attention on your your side hustle here, whatever it is. Yeah. It's trying it, to everyone. They're, they're trying to, and they're trying to be smarter than you. That's what they're trying to, like, that's what gets me a lot. It's like, it, they, they almost patronize people as well going, oh, if you're do, not doing this, then you're, you're missing out and... Oh, why would you do this? It, it just, it, it makes me upset. It may, it actually triggers the shit out of me. Because, um, like, we, we, go, let's strip it all back. Strip it all back. Go and buy some old school books of people that used to get it done, like who used to nail it. And, and, and you'll find them not doing any of this shit and they're surviving off low amounts of sleep. And, and they're, they're like, they're only, their breakthroughs came, like the majority of them, when they started running more. Mm. It's good. Well, even, you're, even Moose, you're in that point at the moment where it's like you know that if you want to get better, like, you know, 100K or whatever it was you are doing before is not going to cut it. And, like, I'm in the same boat as well. It's like I've had weeks at 120, but I know for me, like, I probably run well if I'm doing 140 to 160 regularly, mm. which yes. I've done for a long time. And people can get to that point. Like, say you get a, we'll get a 40, let's say a 40-year-old guy comes to you and they've played footy for 10 years, they've, they've been off footy for 10 years, they played it for 10, they're off for 10, and they're like, okay, I've started to want to get back into fitness now. Um, like, the goal, like, but they've come to you, like, a, a, they've come to a coach 
because they're so ambitious and they've so invested in this running journey that they want help with it and they want to run fast and they want to be as good as they possibly can. And, and so it's not like saying someone who runs three times a week around the block, like I'm not telling them to go and run more and more mileage because they're not doing it because they're for ambitious. They're, they're not doing it because they want to run a two and a half hour marathon or something like that. So these people, like they're so invested in their running, it means so much to them. The, the goal should be to get them up to running as much as they possibly can. And it's okay to take a few risks because how else are you going to find the, the threshold point of what someone can do unless you take some risks with people? And these, like, these guys, although like some of them are probably too gung-ho with it, they're quite happy to take the risks. They want to push the limits. And so, yeah, like keep a leash on them. Keep them in fourth gear or whatever, like in terms of like the, how much they're pushing and pushing and pushing, but let them take risks and 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 let like let's see what we can get to before we have to pull it back. You've just got to be very, uh, you've got to be very reactive. And when you see something going wrong, jump in and quickly help it. But that's why you have a coach, and that's why people pay you money to be able to do that. So yeah, this is another side rant here. Yeah, because so, well, well, yeah, like it's a good point, but also like I don't want us to come across as you need, you like everyone needs to run more, like because you know this week we've already seen like you know Brady runs 170k. Run but go a bit quicker. Huh? Just yeah, find, find your thing. What's the thing you but need? It, I've already climbed you know, a lot. Run more. But we talk, you know, like you talk that like 170 is nothing, or you know, I say that I need to get back to 140 to 160, but it's like. If I did that when I first started running, like I wouldn't have ever run for very long because I would have been constantly busted. So, and that's that whole patience part of running as well. It's like, yes, you want you need to run more to be a better runner, but it also takes time to be able to, you know, run 100 or 100 plus kilometers a week. Yeah, you yes. got to do your time. Yeah. And, and so my point is we should be do, we should be tinkering with the training so much so that it allows someone to run more. So reducing hard efforts, like reducing the, the volume of hard efforts in order to run a little further that day. Mm. In my opinion, that's, and this is opinion, right? This is me as a, as a, as a running coach with a, an opinion or a philosophy on what I think works the best. But I would rather take workouts away from people if it means that they can consistently run higher mileage. Yeah, I, I think Mottram actually made a point. Uh, I remember reading something, and it must have been when he was like going to step up to the marathon at one point. And he said something like, "If you go out and run 16k every day, just run 16k every day, and not do a session, you're going to be pretty bloody fit." Like, because yeah. that you know what's that? That does put you up around 100k a week. Um, so yeah, I think sometimes we get hung up on if you're not doing sessions, you're not progressing as a runner. But you know the the cake is is the mileage the easy the easy running so yeah um yeah but I, it, I don't know about you moose but a lot of the athletes that i coach like they're it's not so much they're not restricted by their bodies being able to run more it's it's their life basically it's like you know they've got a couple of kids you know demanding job and the hours that they can fit in only allows them to run you know 100k maximum a week 
And like I, I say to them, it's like, yeah, you, I reckon you'd be a much better runner if you could, if you ran 130k. But then that's the choice that they have to weigh up whether it's like, well, am I going to be divorced if I run 130k a week? <laughs> yep, yep. Well, th- that's that is a good point. But but that person is doing the maximum. They're not trying to cut mileage out, and they're not like wasting time on doing gym work. And, and, and you still want them to run more, but they're giving up 45 minutes or 60 minutes of their spare time to do a gym session. Mm, yeah. If, if you would prefer them to be running, like that's that's my point, I guess. Well, see, so what would you do, Brady? Like we've been, we've been chatting about you adding gym work. Like would Carly be okay with you to, to still do the amount of running that you do each week, but then say, hey, um, Carl's, I'm you know, going to go to the gym now two or three times a week for an hour at a time as well. No, I'd cut some of the double runs, and that would be yeah. the thirty-minute double run. And it's not yeah. so much like Carly giving me permission to do it or anything like that. It's more like energy expenditure and stuff as well. Mm. Like I couldn't, I couldn't get up at five, run, you know, medium long run, go to work for the day, do a second job, come home, look after the kids, put them to bed, and then go to the gym. Like mm. you'd get, you'd end up breaking. So you got to look at then how do things balance up, and if you're going to add those things, what comes out. So, you know, 140 for me with a weekly average K pace at 405 might be better than, and two gym sessions might be better than 170. Yeah, at, at you know, uh, 420 yeah. average or something. Well, yeah. at least try it, you know what I mean? Like, what have you really got to lose? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I couldn't, maybe if you weren't working, like if you were just sitting at home every day on the couch, Similar stuff to Moustache, just on the keyboard, writing back to messages and stuff. You could fit that stuff in, but nah, it's the balance you spoke about. Mm. And the energy expenditure. Like going to work's hard. Like being on your feet's mm. hard and stuff too, dealing with kids. Oh, yeah. tell me about it. Especially week week eight. Week eight, get Crokes, ready. We're nearly there. It's three weeks to go, mate. We'll be out on holidays for two weeks, which would be nice. Anyway, it's a good chat there, boys. Train and talk. The whole episode today has been like train and talk. I've quite enjoyed it. What's coming up? Brisbane Track Classics this Saturday night, Crooks. Friday yeah, Saturday. night. Saturday night. Saturday. Then Nationals a week after. Mm-hmm. Yep. In Brisbane as well. Yeah, correct. Yeah, I thought so. I wasn't sure if that was the same meet or not. Uh, also, McLaren Vale Marathon, the sponsors for this week, is also coming up this weekend. Big prize money, especially in the half marathon. $6,000 prize pool for the half marathon, which includes 1200 each for the winning male and female, plus a $500 bonus if the male breaks 65 and the female breaks 72. They will go down for sure with a quality of um, athlete in South Australia, you'd think. It's 10 65 is hard, though. Is this a fast? <sighs> Matty Clark, Max Stevens, mm. Riley Cox. Fast, hard course or fast? Adrian Potter. I reckon Nitta could even break 65 minutes. I was talking to him today, actually, Nitta. Um, he could go over there. I think it's pretty flat, isn't it, Crooks? Do you know? I don't know, but it's, yeah, last weekend in April. They go. Oh, did I say it was this weekend? Yeah. Last weekend in April. Sorry. Yeah. Read that from the wrong section there. Um, so, yeah, you should go across. 65. Be able to break that, Bradley. 65? Are 60. you kidding? 65. Crooks has ran 65.30 on a wet day in Christchurch. <laughs> Jesus. Like I've run 65, I've run 65, 20 moves. 65 is easy. You nearly split 65 for your first half at um, Lake Biwa. 65 is tough. That's a good payday, 1700 bucks. 65 or 72 for women. Allie, break 72, send her over. Do it at marathon it's only, pace. It's only 1200, it's 1200, that's a fair bit. 500, that's no, a fifth too. It's, it's 1700 if she breaks the record. Yeah, that's a decent amount of money. 
drive last over. weekend April just the same as it's the same as London oh same weekend yeah that's a lot of cash for them to put up how good's that that is for a small race and they're sponsoring the podcast this week as well or a smallish mm. race like it's not one of the big ones you think about on the roads so yeah good on you the people at McLaren Vale Marathon thanks for supporting the podcast if you're in South Australia or want to travel good wine country over there um be worth going to that race i thought anyway boys what's coming up croaks what are you doing uh a bit of work hopefully add a few extra k's to my weekly mileage yep. yeah it's nothing good. exciting moose what are you doing uh got um got our friend Lockie doke's wedding this week oh dear so that's on friday and then um what else we got moving the long uh, run oh no it's on friday yeah saturday we've got the Sockany. Sockany Cross Geelong Half Marathon. Got a bit of a group run going on Saturday morning. And then Sunday is a long tempo. Ali's got a long tempo plan. I'm going to jump in with her for that. So it's just like a longer steady run. A bit like what we're talking about, actually. How's the um, team looking for Jealous Park five weeks out? Start counting down? Yeah. So let, quick little kudos, congratulations to Matt Gunther. He's the coach of um, Geelong Grammar First 11 cricket team. And they just won the um, APS title, so that's actually a massive deal, isn't it? They like this is this is big cricket here. School kids. Like, they play all the St. St. Kevin's and like Melbourne Boys Grammar, all that. Like some of the best. Well, they would be the best cricketers in the state. The the kids anyway, because they're on scholarships and shit. But he was a coach of Geelong Grammar, and and the winning team. And so he hasn't been doing any fucking Giles Park stuff. Because he's in charge of Geelong Cross Country. Oh, he's the organiser, yeah. Yeah. And Man so and captain. nothing's been getting done and no recruiting's been getting done. So, yeah, we'll see who shows up for the love of it. That's the difference between us and you. For the we love have, of it. We have athletes that show up for the love of it, not because they just want a little shout-out on your shitty little podcast. Oh, yeah, Bat Chat's coming out soon, they reckon, the boys. Matt Buckle and Andy Buchanan going to be on Bat Chat. Keep an eye out for that drop and soon. So sad. It's a sad, it's so sad. I feel I kind of. Do you know? Feel... Did you know that one of the episodes got like four thousand downloads? Well, looking at it the other day because we were doing some planning for the season. Four thousand people listen to them talking about the bats. Mm. It's pretty good. Couldn't believe it. Anyway, end the show. See you next week, boys. Good talking. See you guys. Thanks for the trade advice. Keep an eye out on my Strava for a three forty-five jog someday this week. Nice. We'll smack something. All right, boys. See Whether you're a first-timer looking for a PB or gunning for the podium, the Richard Hamilton Wines McLaren Vale Marathon is the run for you this April. South Australia's favourite destination race will not disappoint. Register today at mclarenvalemarathon.com.au. Doesn't matter if it don't come back. Under the sun.